Hello and thank you for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Before we start the show tonight, we wanted to give everybody a word of warning that each episode produced by Movie Guys Podcast is for a mature audience. You have been warned. Also, all of our reviews are spoiler-filled, so if you have not seen the film that we're going to talk about tonight... Turn off the show and come back when you're ready to listen. Thank you so much for downloading, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight, we're talking about two movies. We're going to be talking about Marvel's, well, soon to be Marvel's, Dark Phoenix, and also Men in Black International, or I've been calling it Men in Black 4. So tonight, join us for this awesome ride. Uh, my name is Jordan, like always, and I'm here with Eric and Ed. And Ed, how you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, you know, I'm uh, I'm swinging around. My uh, my queen is dead, so now I'm loyal to you, Jordan. Wow, nice, nice. Eric, how about you, buddy? I mean, if you're going to go that way, you know, I'm just sitting here waiting for Galactus to arrive. I guess. Ooh. Oh, nice. Well, okay, so we're here to talk about two different movies. This is a little bit different setup than what we usually do. So follow us here because this is going to be fun. I kind of want to talk about Dark Phoenix first. Um, now we, movie... we've done something like this in the past where it was where we talked about kind of a versus because these mm. two were released a, a week within each other. Yeah, yeah, they were, and they were both uh, the fourth movie in the franchise. It's it's interesting to see where the franchise has gone. I want to talk about Dark Phoenix too because I have been a fan of this rebooted X Men verse. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what you want to call it, the first class first verse. Class. First class verse. Um, it's sad knowing that Dark Phoenix is dead. This is done. Sony is done. Uh, or is it 20th Century? Was it Sony? Yeah, Sony. Is it, is it Sony or, or are we going with Fox? Oh, no, it's Fox. Thank you. It's Fox. 20th Century Fox. I mean, since, Disney, since Marvel now owns Fox, X-Men are going over to Marvel Studios Disney officially. So... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But the first two movies in this in this franchise, personal opinion, I don't know if you guys agree, personal opinion, the first two movies, we got First Class and Digital Future Past, were great X-Men movies. I'd say you got, the, you got the page up right now. Are you looking at the, at the, the full uh, filmography of the No, I just know universe. my memory. I know my memory. Oh, all right. Yeah, yes. I would say that the, the first two um, were, were fantastic. Actually. Right, and yep. then we reviewed Apocalypse. Was, yeah, which was right, just shit. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. so I think I think we again with as big a movie as Apocalypse should have been. I don't think we we got that. It was it's a shorter movie. Um, it should have been. Yeah, exactly. Apocalypse is is more of a, a more of a Thanos character. Thanos, That's, Thanos, whatever. Yeah. That's why I wanted to know because uh, Ed, you being the comic book guy with the stuff, I was wondering was Apocalypse supposed to be Thanos? Because everybody, from what I've done, and this is my question to you, from what I've done my research, everybody kind of sucks the dick of Dark Phoenix a little bit, especially the comics from the seventies. But from what I've read online, the comics actually pretty shitty. It's a lot of discos and 
just like literally discos. Well, I mean, she's she's a teenager, <laughs> you know, like a you know, I mean, Jean Grey doesn't know who she is until she becomes the Phoenix. So really and truly, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of partying. I mean, discos were the thing at the time, so yeah. But to say everybody sucks, dark, you know, sucks Phoenix's dick. I mean, yeah, like she's the most she's powerful five. mutant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's the most powerful mutant ever. Like there isn't anything like it. it no, nothing has existed before. Now we get to some things later. We we do. There's some things that are equal later to a certain degree. Um, but I mean. It, <sighs> It's not bad. I mean, it really isn't bad. It, it, it's not. It's, it's, I like the internal, in the comic books, I like the internal fight that she has. Specifically, once we get to the, 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 the love triangle between Cyclops and Wolverine and Jean Grey. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it comes later in the comics, but, I mean, they don't necessarily, in my opinion, do Phoenix justice in this movie. Well, we're going to talk we'll get about into that. that. We'll get into that. We're going to talk about it in a second. So pretty much what you're telling me, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but this is how I heard it. And tell me if you agree or disagree. Mm -hmm. The character of Dark Phoenix is the one that people love. Not necessarily the comic series they introduced her, and that story arc probably wasn't the greatest. But because her being a level five mutant and her being this badass, that's what people dug about that series is that is that correct that's what i dug about it okay. um i i can't speak for others um i i tend to have a weird love of like the storytelling in comics that other people just don't like but it's it's just me so okay. but i mean yeah oh, okay i mean fair enough i was just curious if about it uh, eric eric did you ever read the dark phoenix comic books did this stay true to the uh, dark phoenix comics i i, I mean like not to the extent that I think most people wanted to have happen. Uh, I, I really, I really don't. But I, I like what they did. And and listen, like casting was really good. I really do like Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. I, I, it, I, it, it, there wasn't even a transitional period where I wanted, to, where I had to like adjust to her. I, I think that she was is a very fitting person. I actually liked her more than. Um, was who uh, Jansen uh, that did it in the, yeah. Uh, the oh, yeah yeah I can't remember her name but yeah. Uh, yeah Famke she does have a weird name yeah I don't remember she's, her first she's, name she's Dutch uh, yes but I, I liked I like Sophie Turner uh, her Jean Grey uh, or Dark Phoenix more than than hers than than Jan Jansen's uh, interpretation not not to to slam on her as a person or an actress I just think you know it just for some reason, yeah. they're, they're, it just fits. It just fit better. It helps. It helps me go along with the character a lot more. Um, mm. There were a few things that I would have liked changed. For one, the ensemble of the X-Men, I think, in first class. I, I That was always the thing. Who they picked to be in their first class, I, mm. I it was just like, uh, all right. But I listen, like – uh, it, it's not to her fault. It's not to Sophie Turner's fault. I really think that this they the writers chose a direction. They took a chance. They were just like, yeah, we just got to do this. It wasn't satisfying. I'm not I saying that it's bad. You, I'm going to tell you why it's not satisfying, and both of you are going to slap your fucking heads as soon as I tell you this. 
<laughs> Please, go ahead. Okay. All right, this is why. This is a remake. And I'm going to tell you how it's a remake. A reboot. So does everybody know the terrible and wonderful David S. Goyer who wrote the first Blade movie? Blade, who is now considered the godfather of superhero films back when it first started, right? Don't you, don't you dare say that. That's what they say. This I'm just going off of what, what I've been reading. Uh, David S. Goyer wrote the first two, and then he got a chance to direct the third one, which Blaternity is shit. Can we agree? Yeah. Okay. This director, okay, Simon Kinberg, this is his first big motion picture film. Why? Because he was the writer of X-Men The Last Stand. He was the writer. Mm -hmm. Did you get it? Yeah, he also he also wrote Mr. and Mrs. Smith and okay. Sherlock Holmes and sure. the Fantastic Four shit movie. Sure, but let's just go off of this. Look at The Last Stand, and Brett, you look at this Brett movie. Ratner, by the way. Brett Ratner, you look at Last Stand, and you look at this movie. The only credited screenwriter for The Last Stand got a chance to remake his movie because he was never happy with it, so now he's directing this. This is a remake. Do you get it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I yeah. don't. I, I want. Come on. To, no, yeah, you're, no, wrong, I, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I don't know how you can like. I, I want to disagree with it. To, to Jordan, I, I really do. But if you're good, this is why again the, the big disappointment I had with this film is because I feel like the last stand with how they did everything, with how they they tried to build up the, the chaos that was Jean Grey and her betrayal. Mm -hmm. and, and and her you know uh, turning into mm -hmm. I, this felt the same it, it is it's the same it's written by him too he wrote the third movie and he wrote and directed this <laughs> movie too uh first of all you don't see wolverine getting torn apart as he's going to gene gray slash phoenix to save no wrong 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 Wrong, 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 wrong. Okay, they, well, I like that. Well, I could be wrong, but I'm just pretty much telling you just the nuts and the bolts of the movie. I just find it very ironic that the guy who wrote X-Men Last Stand, which is a Jean Grey Phoenix story, got screwed, got fucked in the ass by the studio, right, and the last movie he is writing and directing, and it's the same almost not the Wolverine stuff, just the same plot points, the All same right. movie. Is this the same movie as Jumper? I, I mean, wrote Jumper too. I mean, what, for fuck's what sake. Jumper has – God, it's hard to argue with you because I'm just talking about X-Men 3 and this. It's the I'm same just, fucking movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, Okay. Well, I, I'm just, just saying the world would like to forget about Jumper, please. You don't need to remind us of that. You certainly don't need to, re to remind Hayden Christensen of that uh, either. Or was it Samuel uh, Jackson? That movie was not as shitty as you're as you're it portraying it. It certainly was. No, and it if is. You're going to not. defend it. I think you're defending your own credit. Actually, <laughs> first of all, Jumper is is really Trash. not terrible. It is not terrible. <laughs> Hayden Christensen just so happens to be a real shitty actor. Okay, <laughs> okay, that had his first of all. It was his mom the whole time. Nobody saw his mom coming with a jumper and jumper. Nobody saw his mom coming in jumper. Okay, 
Don't tell was, me you saw it. You I didn't did. see it with Bigfoot no, the whole time. No, I didn't see shit in Jumper, including <laughs> the fight scenes that they did. Did you see the fight scenes in that? How could you? It's like I, I listen, <laughs> as good as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Shut the fuck up. How okay, dare so, you? so the whole point, the whole point of this argument, before we actually talk about Phoenix here for a little bit, is just I just found it ironic, ironic that the guy who wrote the third movie again thought that the third movie was was a bastardization of his work. So they said, hey, what are we going to do for a third movie? Because guess what? Here's even more things to prove my point. J-Law, hot A-list actress uh, before Apocalypse. After Apocalypse, didn't I sign a contract? Michael Fassbender says, oh, you want me to do like five more Alien movies? Didn't I sign the contract? Uh, what's his face? Uh, that uh, uh, guy from Split. Uh, fa yeah, Fassbender. Then you have James McAvoy. Uh, the guy who plays Beast, half half of the actors after Apocalypse did not sign the contract. They were done. And then once Disney came in and said, we're going to buy this, we're buying you, then they said, okay, let's hire the guy who wrote the third movie that they thought was shit. Let's have him write this movie and direct this movie as the last Fox-made X-Men movie. I just find it ironic because there is plot points that are different from those two movies. Yes, of course. But the skeleton, the foundation of the both movies of X-Men 3 and this are relatively the same. And because I the source material is the same. Uh, okay. So, um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it would be like, I mean, it's, it's okay. First of all, it's like making two movies. Okay, let's, 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 let's talk about... You make one movie, mm -hmm. and then you make a second movie based mm -hmm. upon the same book. Yeah, just be, they're going to be the same. The, the plot points are going to be similar. The stories are going to be similar. They're going off of source material that you talked about from forty some years ago. Okay. Of the X of X Men, they're just because the same guy wrote it doesn't. I mean, okay, he maybe he's trying to make a point. Yeah, I just like, find it ironic. I'm not it, saying it, shit. I'm just saying it's ironic. It, he wrote he wrote two movies for two different timelines of X Men. Okay. And, and it was from the same source material. It's just coincidental that he took ideas from one and put them into the other. I mean, yeah. how could you not? No, yeah, it's totally, totally, totally quinky dink that he did not sit there going, I'm going to do it better. Yes. Yes. He took, he took, yeah. the, mistakes, he took the mistakes and the flaws of the first one and made sure. the second his second attempt better. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, how do we feel about the hive in this one? I do not like the hive as a bat. I don't know why we had to have the hive. I'm not a comic X-Men comic guy. So you got to forgive me on this. If the hive is a part of the comic world, cool, but I'm here to review movie, not the comic. Are you and trying I to segue to men in black right now, by the way? No, 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 not the hive. Shit. It's not called the hive. That's men in black. Uh, we watched two movies. What's the name of the fucking people in, in this, the bad people? The three and one, the, the cuckoos. Thank you, the cook. So I just did Men in Black, and I apologize. I don't like these shape shifting uh, people, by the way, in X Men uh, Dark Phoenix. Are they part of the comics? Because if they are, cool. But just to review There's the a movie, lot of shape shifters in 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 both Marvel universes that like I I feel are completely underestimated. Like they do mild introductions, and then yeah. they don't do. It's like these people are like they're they're. <laughs> Usually big in their storylines, and they and they okay. completely gloss over them. Like if you're a shapeshifter, don't you think you you would be more destructive in your way? Like you could probably do a lot more, but I, I don't know what what direction they're going in. I think they're just trying to to put an axe in this chapter. By the way, sure. 
and mm -hmm. maybe they'll tie it in with, with something else. By the way, I don't know if it's if if it's worth mentioning, but uh, Dark Phoenix was a also a Hans Zimmer uh, movie. If, of course uh, it is. Of course it was. We're keeping track of scores here, everyone. If you <laughs> but I. But but still, I, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Kind of, yeah. Now 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 my wife and I are in the theater watching this right. And sure. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. Uh, called it because of Movie Guys podcast. Now I would say if I was if I was not a part of Movie Guys podcast, I know nothing about film, and I was a normal movie person. I never would have called it. We sit in the theater. She's reaching over, chomping on my popcorn, stealing some, stealing some Pepsi. And before the credits roll, we look at each other, and I'm like, J Law is gonna die like in the first thirty minutes of this movie because she's J Law. Yeah. And she was like, nope, yep, she's dead. And sure enough, we get the first big battle with Phoenix. Fucking J-Law gets it right through the chest. Damn it. And bye-bye J-Law. Bye-bye Raven. Was that death earned, Eric? Let's go with you first, this one. I, I, no. Listen, a lot of the shit... Oh, by the way, I, I guess this is this franchise is called X-Men Beginnings. Uh, That's just so stupid. Yeah, first I, class is better. I, I, I just looked that up. But, like... I, I still, as far as the character choices, I, I can understand them being the original six, uh, or is it eight? And it's, it's on there too. But like that that death, sh sure. I, I really I had no. It was fine for me. It, it Did you really, call it though? It it really was. Um, I, I can't say that I that I called it, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised if that right? makes, if that, that kind of makes if that makes any sense at all. Like I, I was just like. Oh, okay. Um, next, you know, I, right. I, I guess it, it's kind of what it was. Um, it, I, I don't know. And this is the other thing is that I don't know if, if it's because it seems to be like a trendy thing, obviously, whether it be from Avengers with, with those two passings. Uh, and they're kind of doing the same thing where they're just trying to kind of end, you know, put a, put a, you know, a cut in, in, the, in the franchise right here, and then they're able to – I don't know, do something else with it later, later on. And so that's what they're trying to do. End contracts, as it were. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it felt like more of, you know? So the emotion wasn't there as much as I see it as like, oh, the, well, her the contract is, is up, right? Like that's... Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so so Ed, so I was thinking of this question. And I wanted to ask you about this one, buddy. So we have three X-Men movies. Of, of the original trilogy, right? Now, let's not count Origins and let's not count the spinoffs, right? We got X-Men 1, 2, and Last Stand, right? Mm -hmm. And then we got this, The Beginnings, the First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, mm -hmm. and Dark Phoenix. Which one out of the two is your, in your opinion, the best or maybe possibly your favorite franchise? The first one or the second franchise here of, of, of X-Men? Well, I mean, it's 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 hard to, to, to really say because, I mean... First of all, Patrick Stewart as Professor X is like the greatest casting in the history of film. Okay, and and Hugh Jack and Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman has has expanded both universes. True. Okay. <laughs> so I can. I have say, it up right here. I don't need to interrupt. Do you, do you want me to run down the the whole like? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The timeline. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, from two thousand, we're going X Men, and then X Two, X Men Last Stand. X-Men Origins Wolverine, and then the reboot X-Men First Class, which is where the beginnings is where we're at right now. Uh, the Wolverine, uh, if we all 
remember that one. Yep. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, Deadpool. Yep. X-Men Apocalypse. Logan. Deadpool 2. Dark Phoenix. So Days of Future Past was literally as good of a movie to me to span several universes as Star Trek First Contact. Okay. Brian Singer strikes uh, again. Yeah, really, really. Um, and they're very similar. So you want to talk about similar movies. You want to talk about rebooting a movie. Like, you can you can touch base there. Uh, but, I mean, for me, I enjoyed the action level of the first franchise. Okay. Uh, Last Stand, again, wasn't that great of a movie. But, I mean, I felt it when when basically when Cyclops turned over to Wolverine at the end when when the only person that can save Gene is him because he can regenerate himself. Like, I felt that more... I felt that. Like, that was a great moment in that trilogy. This franchise is not necessarily just a trilogy. I mean, it's it's like, what, what are there, five of them? Five of them in, the, in, in, this, in this franchise? It's more expansive. It's more expansive, but, you know, I enjoyed the original one better from just sitting there watching them, enjoying them. Uh, this one makes you, these ones kind of make you think too much. Okay. Now, see, now that's my question. I want to ask you guys before we close out with our Parker race is uh, Logan. Now we got the first trilogy and we got this new quadrilogy here. And I know timelines and stuff. What, what, what franchises Logan fit in? Is that the original trilogy? Well, if you remember Days of Futures Past, they crossed the timelines. Yeah. So Logan is in the original trilogy. Okay. But they're in the present world. <laughs> Makes I, sense because they moved over. I sure. argue that um, much like how the book The Death and Life of Superman kind of broke the mold of heroes being resurrected i i feel that uh, um this movie uh or, or uh days of future past uh and maybe movies that are close to it broke this this barrier that you can have multiple realities multiple timelines going on at one part and thus making it possible to have movies intertwine with each other so we don't even know to say that uh, Deadpool is in the same timeline. Or we could just say that um, when the Avengers are going to be doing their whole multiverse thing, that maybe one of their crossovers would be the X-Men. Okay. I was just curious because I was kind of hoping, my last gripe, I was kind of hoping, knowing that it wasn't going to happen, but there was that hope where Dark Phoenix would end with the beginning of the original X-Men movie. That was kind of my hope. I knew that wasn't going to happen because it's like, well, James McAvoy is going to have to age like 50 years and eight years here. But because this takes place in 92, but I just, I was kind of hoping I was hoping for that moment to happen, but no, we get, uh, we get uh, Magneto and professor X playing chess in France at the end, Paris. Which is a sort of callback to the original one because they're playing chess with with glass pieces in uh, in X Men. Yeah, it is a callback. I'm just saying though, it's like 
Yeah. So, Eric, let's go with you first, buddy. What would be your popcorn rating for Dark Phoenix here? Um, listen, I, I, I was not a fan of this of this movie. I'm just tell, I'm just telling you straight out. Like the action was was fine. I I I love Nightcrawler. I really do. Like he's one of my favorite just because mm-hmm. of teleporting and, and just the way that he can do it. Maybe it was because I'm of of X two. Like that was a, a tight scene in that that White House scene when you know mm-hmm. when she introduced. That was pretty cool. Maybe that scene was so cool that the any scene after that of any Nightcrawler scene in any of those movies would just be cool by default. Appreciated the action in this movie. I was not a fan of the, really the story in it. They gave Quicksilver a lot of camera time. This guy is not an A-list tier hero, but they seem to be doing that all, all I don't know, just because of star power, and that's and that's fine. They focus a lot on Beast, too, and that's fine. I, I guess I don't really mind that either. Um, I, I, I wanted more from this movie, and I don't feel that I, I was given that. This is a small bag for me. Small bag for Eric. Ed, how about you? What is your popcorn rating for Dark Phoenix? Look, this movie is a large bag. Okay. Um, it first of all, forget about the that it does tie pretty well to the comics. Forget about that. From a filmmaking perspective, I I mean, yeah, you could you could have called Mystique's death a mile away the second her and Beast were talking. Like you could just see it. Like that's just how movie that's just how movies are written. Good. But, you know, it's it, you just see it right Bye. there. Yeah. <laughs> but just because it follows – it just because it follows the script of writing film scripts doesn't mean it's bad. doesn't mean, you know, I would hate it. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think Sophie Turner was great. I think everything about this generation is very, very well done. It's not as action-packed. They're not as the first generation of X-Men movies. Um, and, you know, of course, at the end – we are we get proof that all women like to be choked because because Jean Grey at the end when she when her and uh, one of the three and one are they're choking each other Jean Grey makes regrips her and then you know so it's like and then that's how the world ends but wow. anyway um, large bag for me hands down one hundred percent wow. The views and opinions of Edward does not reflect the views and opinions of Movie Guys podcast. Yeah, fuck you, Ed. <laughs> Just say it, homie. Uh, I'm actually going to be in Eric's team here. Uh, this is this is a small bag, and it sucks because I thoroughly enjoyed the previous three of uh, First Class and Days of Future Past, and uh, Apocalypse was yeah, that was bad. Listen to our review back in the archives on the website. It just it just it did, you know what? Knowing that this was the last one. I wanted to go as an Infinity War kind of one. You know, like I wanted to go big. And I think that there was a big movie here. They just didn't go big. Uh, it just felt very small and very claustrophobic. And it didn't expand it out and get me excited to see what X-Men are going to do. I'm not expecting them to come back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They say they are, but we'll see. So small bag for me on that one. Too. Can I just say that I, I actually, for for the record, I liked this movie better than Apocalypse. You know what? I'm going to go with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. It feels like I'm on your team a lot tonight, but no, yeah. Apocalypse no, was a huge I, disappointment. I, I think that's. I think we're we're speaking for the gen pop here, Jordan. To be honest with you. 
Yeah, I mean, like, Bachless was just a complete waste. You know, I was like, oh, Storm's in it. That's cool. And then movie ended. Like, it was nothing special for me. Yeah, damn shame. What also was a damn shame, part two of our review here, Men in Black 4. Why? Why Why not? Have a good night, everybody. Look, I'm just going to say this. This is literally F. Gary Gray's worst movie. Hands down, one fucking hundred percent, and he did the Italian job. Ah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, F. Gary Gray is good for two movies: uh, Friday from '95 and Straight Outta Compton, which he just fell into. Uh, the actors made that uh, movie be cool. Correct. Be cool was great. Law Abiding Citizen, fucking great. Uh, I'm going to disagree on both of those. I'm sorry. I don't but- know. Law Abiding Citizen was was good until the ending came, and you're just like, well. I, you could have came up with a different thing than that, but well, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that. Now, Men in Black Four, I, I, I want to talk about the story here for a second because I do like the fact that they try to figure out. Okay, we don't have Tommy Lee Jones, we don't have Will Smith. How can we do a new franchise? And it's as simple as, I mean, I would have came up with this beginning. I mean, it's a very simple, logical choice. We're going to introduce somebody new. Okay, she was a little girl. They found an alien. Her parents got neuralized. She so happened did not, and she spends her whole life trying to find that the men in black are real. I can go with that concept. I can go with that beginning concept. I was I was bought into the movie Hook, Line, and Sinker, and then all of a sudden she breaks into the MIB, and they're like, um... You want a suit? Go to London. <laughs> I mean, like the whole movie should have been like a like a cat and mouse with her in the MIB. Like no Chris Hemsworth, no London shit, no Hive stuff, no Liam Nielsen. Just her trying to become an agent, right? Because we no, want I'll, her to become an agent. I'll argue with that in in that not trying to to defend this movie so much as I'm trying to say that this movie is is essentially a ripoff from the first one. It, it really is just because okay. uh, in the first one you had this person, you had Will Smith, Agent J, obviously, who was recruited um, because of his abilities. OK, and also more often or more so because he didn't have any family and he was able to just disconnect from his life. Right. Which seems sure. to be Agent M's, I guess, her big selling point as well, too. Aside from showing her her devotion and like how her drive to to do this, as Agent J kind of had shown by run, running down a cephalopod, a cephalopoid, yeah, I yeah. guess it, it was just one of those where okay, that, that was just their their come up. That was just you know them showing that too. But um, I mean, I don't. I think the MIB is cool with it because if anything fails, they can just erase your memory and be like, all right, well, yeah, to the street you go. You know, right? I mean, I mean, but do you call bullshit though when she says to the MIB, um, you know, I don't care if I vanish, everything is cool. I mean, I mean, were her parents after they got neuralized? Did they were they told that you're going to be shit parents for the rest of your? I mean, like, where's her parents? Are they? I mean, we're going to assume Jay didn't have any parents then too. Listen, like. Uh, you know what I'm trying though? It's kind of shitty because here's the thing though. I'm going to argue with this one though. We never needed to see Agent J's parents, so we don't know who they are. We don't care about them. Jordan, and this movie. Situation. You know what I mean? 10,000 oh. years ago, we knew that the planet was the center of the universe. You know? 2,000 years ago, we knew that the earth was flat, right? 
and just yesterday you knew that you were alone in this planet. Hey, imagine. Hey, hey I'm in my cornfield looking over the horizon. You're gonna tell me that shit's curved? <laughs> imagine. All right, all right, Kyrie. Tomorrow. All right, Kyrie. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. though. I mean, like, it, it's kind of. Sum, I can just sum up this movie literally in in the following couple of sentences. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. The secretary from the Ghostbusters remake is actually an alien hunter because it's the exact same movie, just not funny. Yeah, well, that's, that's what it was. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. This it's, movie, it's, again, beat for beat, felt like the first one. It, it really does. did. Except really not does. funny. It um, is, it's cute charm. I don't yeah. know. I'm, listen, I'm just saying that Obviously, because I I am attracted to Chris Hemsworth, like I'm just what? saying that I am just saying that I'm gonna okay. meet myself now. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my! No, I just oh god. Okay, Eric, you're right, but I think the problem with 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 MIB four is also the problem with two and three. Uh, they blew their wad too soon, right? Because no villain is better in this franchise than the bug, right? I mean, I mean that villain was so great and so iconic, and no other villain has exactly. I mean, like Jordan, really? Uh, salt water, you know, all this stuff. Like sugar, sugar water, sugar, sugar water, sugar water. I mean, like that first villain was so fun and iconic. They have been trying for. 20 years to to do the same thing and they just can't uh, another question i have is why is liam hensworth uh, not liam why is liam nielsen in this movie i mean what, what for, for star power out. dude like what are you talking about i'm just saying i'm just saying he's he's called high t as soon as he was on the screen just like fucking mystique in the last movie we just talked about my wife and i looked at each other and we said oh he's gonna be the bad guy i mean why is he in this movie Come on, come on, come on, Qui Gen. Paycheck, dude. What are you talking about, man? Come on, Qui Gen. Go back to Star Wars. He was only technically ever in one. But. I know. Go, go get your. I, I guess the fucking take and paycheck cool. ended. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, got, dude showed up for a paycheck. And ah. fine. Now, of course, this is a teaming of Chris Hemsworth and I. I can. I, I don't know this chick's name. Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Now she played Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. They were in another movie. They said too. I was watching TV a few days ago, and they were promoting this. And this is their third movie together because they have so much fun. And they said that they thought the chemistry was great. Do either of you agree with that statement? That Chris Hemsworth and Thompson here actually are good together. Are they a good substitute for Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith? I uh, or, uh, not? I, I mean, think that I mean, was the only saving grace of this movie. Ed. I I want to say right now. Uh, I, I think that was the only saving grace in this movie. It's, it's just them bouncing back and, and forth. Listen, it, it was simple. Everything, again, beat for beat, everything moved. Any scene that you saw was, it had a beginning part, it had a, a, a dialogue, and then it moved on to the next part of the scene. It was every single time. Caught a beat, moved on to the next scene. Hey, where are we going next? Move on to the next scene. Hey, where are we going next? Moving on to the next scene. It kept on moving. That's just how it goes. It played like a, like a PG family movie. That's exactly what it was. So chemistry is what you need for this type of movie, I think, because in its simplicity, you're just trying to have fun. Okay. 
And while that's true, to answer Jordan's question, are they a good substitute for Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, much like Aladdin, what we just talked about, where you cannot replace Robin Williams, Will Smith didn't try. He was himself. Uh, wait, do you're saying that Will Smith made this look good? Nice. No, no, nice. no, 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 nice. not what I'm saying. Nice. I'm, what I'm Shut saying is – Shut it down, boys. You, no, no, no. I'm saying you can't compare the two because Will Smith can't be comparable in Men in Black the same way Robin Williams can't be compared in Aladdin. There is just you see those two things and you think of those two specific people. Sure. So yeah. you can't come you to say they're a good substitute. I mean, they did the best that they could. I'm not going to knock either of them, but it's just the iconic role of some person is being portrayed by somebody else and you just it's hard to compare them without without trying to justify it in a, in a way that's just not going to equal anything so why london why do we have to go to why can't this be back in new york city why do we have english. to go to london international english i i don't know why something different to make it un-american uh but un-american enough to where they can still speak english because it can't be france can't be germany because americans just don't like that shit i we did, oh. we we brexited off of that. Thank you. Done. Wow, either, he's right. Is either that or Australia? No, yeah. Do you guys notice that she had the noisy cricket at the beginning too? She was like, no. Looked at the camera, booked the fourth wall. No, they, played, I, they, they actually did a pretty good. Uh, I mean, as far as doing some nostalgia, uh, yeah. I think callbacks to because they had the worms in there too. Like, yeah, uh, and they had the dog. They had the yeah, dog. they had the pug. Yeah, yeah. So that pug's probably dead Frank. though. Frank. Yes, good call, Frank. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it was. Yeah. It, it was. It was. Again, like we we have we've said this a thousand times in our reviews. You cannot go into a movie like this expecting something that you're going to just rave and talk about. Listen, you know, but Dark it Phoenix was, what it was. was the fourth, uh, but with with in its franchise beginnings, but with the same casted characters. Minute like this one right here, even though it's the fourth in the franchise, it is the first in its reboot. Can you see these characters doing another? Would no. you watch it? No. 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 I didn't want to watch the second one. I mean, I have never been a fan of the sequels. I Besides think it's just your hatred of yeah. Orphan Boyle, to be honest. <laughs> the third one had some interesting moments to it when they go back in time, but the third one pretty much was shit. I well, mean, the third one, yes, I agree with that. I mean, two is. You know, much like many movies like it, I mean, two was was so different that it's hard to compare them. But two is historically seen as better of as the better of the two from a film perspective. Uh, Even, better than the first it, movie? Yes. I I don't know. It, yeah, it's tough because two had a lot of retcon in it. Mm hmm. It it, had, yeah. it introduced the denuralizer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like like like. Men in Black was one of those things, one of those movies that they weren't a hundred percent sure if it was going to take off. Much like, like let's say, Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Wars, for example, uh, they weren't sure if it was going to take off, so they just went for it. They just did everything that they could, and then they're like, "Oh my God, this this is such an international bazillion dollar hit. We're going to make a sequel." So now we have to sort of figure out the universe of how this whole story is going to work which is what they did in Men in Black 2. So it was more conservative, but more seen as a better movie. 
Guardians of the Galaxy 2. More conservative, but store sort of roundabout a better movie. And of course, Empire Strikes Back, seen as the best of all eight thus far by many. All right. Well, with that, then PN said, Eric, what will be your popcorn reading for Men in Black International? Uh, just to get it on the books here, just on the podcast here, um, Men in Black International. I don't think we said it for um, Dark Phoenix, but uh, Men in Black, as we record it, budget was about 110 million. Worldwide gross is 103 million. The gross is uh, domestic of US is uh, 40 million. So it's not doing too well, but it's doing better than Dark Phoenix. That's for damn sure. Listen, yep. um, the this movie again, I, I I will repeat it again. It just it, it took everything from the first movie that we liked. It repeated it, but with different characters. Um, and a little bit of a, of a twist at the end, obviously, with um, the bad guy being the leader, Liam Neeson of MIB. So, spoiler alert on that. Uh, I I don't think this was. Oh, I'm trying to find my words here. This, the first Men in Black was a high bar to set with with the chemistry of Will Smith and Tom Lee Jones. I feel that this movie was better than the second and the third one. Mm. So of the four, it is the second best. Um, other than that, this movie is what I call the perfect Netflix movie. This is a great rented DVD. I would not see this in theaters. You're not missing anything. This is an HBO watch if you can, like on you know for free. No, Showtime watch. Showtime, Showtime watch. watch. Yeah, exactly. Not an HBO. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, either one, you know, if you're mooching off HBO now off your friend, then that, that's one thing to do. That'd be great, and which I am, and I would enjoy it that way. <laughs> but, but I, I don't think I would see this in theaters. This is this is a rental at at best. This is I I, I hate to give this a small bag just because I I feel that like it it should it, it it's attempting for more, but it just it just fell short. Yeah. It, it really did. Um, the charm was there. Everything else was busy. Small bag. All right. Ed, how about you? What will be your popcorn rating for Men in Black International? If I may, for once, for the second time anyway in this episode, steal the line from the great, great Dr. Kelso. Eric, you are <clears throat> wrong, 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 wrong. This movie is absolutely flat in every single possible part. Kick him out of the chat here. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I mean, Men in Black 2, I like. I personally like 2 better than 1. 3, agreed. Okay, whatever. It is what it is. This movie isn't, is not, this movie isn't, if it, if it is, if this movie is a retread of the first one, it is when this, when the tires are so baloney skin flat you just turn them upside down and they're still flat. I guess, well, that's all it is. This movie to me does did absolutely nothing. Uh, the only thing whatsoever that I found enjoyable was the dude from Silicon Valley who was the pawn. And he wasn't even that funny. It was just, it was just somewhat enjoyable. Did you like the, the, the door reference at all? Yes, the hammer, that the little hammer. But the thing is, is that was a reference they had to do. Like it was a forced reference. 
And and like and you saw the second she let that little alien dude go, you knew somewhere along the line you were going to see him again. And where does she see him again? The moment when the, the fucking the almost big bad is revealing herself, right? Like she's telling the story. The chick with the fucking Saturn blonde hair. Like as soon as you saw that person, or the, the him, you're like, okay, that's exactly what it is. Easy. Call. You, yeah, it was bang bang. And you, Eric, you were right. Bang 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 bang. This movie was 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 but it was it was so flat it was so flat that Kyrie Irving would believe that this is round wow that's how flat okay wow no bag whatsoever no no absolutely not none now I'm gonna flip flop here. I'm actually in Ed's. Uh, I'm actually in Ed's team now. I have now traded. Uh, wait a minute. And and it's just a small bag for me. I'm sorry. No bag for me. No bag. Sure. No bag. No I, bag. I, I I want to 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 try to sell you and disagree with you uh, both, but I I, I really can't. I, I I really feels like this. Yeah, I really feel like this movie was just a piece together of of other different movies of the first Men in Black, of the uh, Ghostbusters, of Chris Hemsworth's mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. or I don't know Tessa or whatever the hell. Uh, I'm sorry, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, whatever your Valkyrie was. Um, yeah, I you know I I don't know if it was the writing. I don't think it was the acting. It felt natural as far as the acting went. I think it, it probably had to have been the writing. It had to have been the writing. They just, A, they never should have made the movie. They probably were not going to make the movie. Yeah, they were probably The tone. You know? Is that what it was? Maybe is that the writing? Yeah, it was just it was the, the tone. tone. It was just the tone. It was, it was, this is, this is, the first Men in Black movie had, was a kid's movie in a way, but it had a lot of adult themes to it. And this one, it felt like the Disney Junior version. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, no, no, and I, I, I do. Because <laughs> when I say tone, like, if this movie had gone from from the bar that had already been set from Will Smith and, and, and uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, if you were to go one degree left or right, I think you'd have a better... Uh, movie. Yeah. If it went darker, more serious tone, was a little more actiony, that's great. Or if you went just full on, straight like like family cartoony. Yeah. You know what I mean? That might have worked too. Where's, there was talks about there being Men in Black and Twenty One Jump Street cross. Yes, too. that was that was gonna happen. Uh, uh, Twenty One uh, Jump. The uh, uh, they had the contract no, I, signed. They wrote like, a script. It was gonna happen. Over. Go completely to yeah. the other side. You know go ridiculous I mean? with it. Go go ridiculous because you could have made with the twenty one Jump Street guys and Men in Black. You could have made a really hard R comedy, just ridiculous fun movie. That's yeah. the movie I signed up for. And a, instead, yeah. instead I didn't get Disney XD. I got Disney Junior. <laughs> you got Nick Junior. You got Stick Stickly and Face ready to. Yeah, no. So I got I got straight Nick Jr., dude. Look, my, my dog is even agreeing with me. He's over here hanging out. I, no, no, no. I got something better. I got, I got a better reference than Nick Jr. and 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 uh, Disney Jr. Nick and Knight when we were kids, because nobody watched that shit. I did all the time. You can me? You gonna catch me missing an episode of Monsters? Hell no, uh, sir. Fine, fine. How about this one? What's what was? Oh, I'm, I'm the mind. one person who did. So, Fine, you're the one person that did because I never watched that. No, actually, you know what? Yeah, you know what? that's when monsters. you turned. That's when you turned it off. Is yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, of course, I watched the monsters. I but when Lucy. I was a kid, those were great shows. But I'm saying, when I was a kid, I wanted to see Angry Beavers, which, as an adult, I kind of find that title funny now. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, two beavers are better than one. So mm-hmm. there we go. Keep going. That's a, yep, that, that's a song. Uh, but thank you, everybody, so much for listening to our two reviews here for Dark Phoenix and Men in Black International. Next week, we are coming back to you with some horror, something we haven't done in a very long time here with, with Movie Guys Podcast. I believe last time we reviewed anything horror was The Haunting of Hill House last October. Oh. So this will be very fun. We're going to be doing the remake, reboot, retelling, whatever read they want to put in front of it. What the fuck ever. Right. Re- re- uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's just call this the uh, let's uh, let's write a check so we don't lose the rights movie uh, <laughs> for Child's Play with Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself as the voice of Chucky. So that will be an interesting review coming your way, and we'll be kicking off the Fourth of July week in two weeks with our review of Spider-Man: Homecoming, which is getting good reviews in the press right now. So, thank you so much for everybody for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Check us out at MovieGuysPodcast.com on Spotify, on iTunes. You can check us out on iHeartRadio, on MovieGuysPodcast.com, MovieGuysPodbean.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. You'll be able to find us. We are the uh, popcorn logo with the headphones. Thank you so much, everybody, and we'll be back next week for Child's Play. Have a good night.